0: Welcome to 15 Minutes to Wellness by the American Council on Exercise. I'm Dr. Michael Mantel, the A. Senior Fitness Consultant for Behavioral Sciences and your host for this series. My goal today and for every podcast in the series is to discuss some small steps you can take to help you better your life and find happiness through health. In each broadcast in the series, I'll interview a new health and fitness expert. I also want to welcome the hundreds of thousands of folks searching for positive ways to make health, nutrition, and fitness a part of their daily, hectic, busy, tight, and budgeted lives. Now I'd like to welcome our very, very special guest today, Chris Freitag. Chris is a nationally recognized health and fitness expert, blogger, author, uh, she's a motivational speaker. She's an ACE certified personal trainer, a group fitness instructor, a health coach. She has served as the chairman of the board of the American Council on Exercise. Many of you know her as a contributing fitness editor for Prevention Magazine. Uh, she's a fitness contributor for the NBC affiliate in Minneapolis. She's authored five books and dozens of fitness DVDs, including the new ACE high intensity interval series and you can follow Chris, and I do, my wife does, we all do, at www.chrisfreytag.com. Chris, what a joy it is to have you. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. I sound like I'm crazy when you <laughs> read my credentials, right? Like, what's wrong with that woman? <laughs>
0: oh, she's busy. In fact, it's, that's exactly why we have you on to talk about organizing your life. You help so many people transition and transform, change their lifestyle. And we want to talk today about, in our uh, 28-day program, uh, to a healthier you, how you can really change not just what you're doing, but your view of yourself as well, to how you can integrate uh, your image of your old self with the image of your new self. So, Talk to us about how you take people through this transition in their life.
1: Well, you know, I work with a lot of women. I I work, you know, with men and women and kids, but primarily a lot of middle, and I hate using the word middle age because some people take offense. Um, I'm 48, so I I think of myself as young, (laughs) but, you know. You are young.
0: Chris, you're very young. I'm 64, (laughs) for goodness sakes. (laughs) I love middle age.
1: (laughs) thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, you know, and right. I'm working with a lot of women who are trying to make changes. They've got a busy life and you know, they don't talk nice to themselves really. And they're searching for and accomplishing everything. So the first thing I, I, I like to tell people is, first of all, get rid of the word perfection in your vocabulary. Perfection leads to disappointment. I think in every aspect of your life, unless you are an Olympic athlete going for the 10 perfection is pretty rare. I find that when I am trying to be perfect, I set myself up for failure. I wrote a blog all about how it took me a couple decades to get over the whole perfection because I grew up as a perfectionist. But one of the things I tell my kids all the time, and I just wrote a blog about this too. I mean, I'm like, I love to write what I'm thinking about was that effort will beat skill any day of the week or effort will beat talent. You know, try, I tell my kids, try your hardest. I don't care if you're perfect. I just care that you tried. So get rid of being perfect. Get rid of expecting everything to happen just as you mentally planned it and go for baby steps. Go for, you know, I, sometimes people will come back to me and say, well, so are you telling us to set our sights lower, not to, to reach for the stars? Right, right. No, I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, don't, don't expect perfection. Be a little bit easier on yourself because we live in such a crazy world right now where people are so busy, your life is so full that, you know, give yourself a break every so often. It, it helps.
0: So, so what, what do you say to people because I mean, perfectionism, we all know, is, uh, leads to disastrous results. Because, of course, we're human beings. And by definition, that means that we're imperfect. We slip. We always have lapses. We always move backwards. So when someone, let's suppose, for the holidays coming up right now, and uh, they say, well, you know, I, I'm, I don't have to be perfect. I heard Chris Freitag talk about you don't have to be perfect. So I'm going to have this cupcake. What do you say to that, that gal? <laughs>
1: It's Chris's fault. <laughs> no. um, well, often, you know, first of all, you are allowed to have a little treat here and there. But to me, it's about the eighty twenty 20 rule. It's about doing what you know to be right for 80% of the time and for 20% giving yourself a little bit of a break. So if you are continuing to work out, if you are continuing to... To be smart about your food choices. If you are, you know, living that healthy, clean lifestyle, so you go and you have a dessert that do not fill your brain with guilt feelings, guilt feelings lead to self-hate. That's what we're trying to get rid of, right? Get rid of the self-hate. I you mean, know, my big thing is make love, not war with your body. Mm-hmm. Women need to be more in tune with it's okay to love your body. And it's okay to tell somebody that too, because every time you compliment a woman, they go, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I don't look good in that dress. Oh, you know, my hips are too big or this or that. Myself included. I, again, back to I'm not perfect. Right. Um, just to say it's okay to have that hiccup back to that cupcake if you know that the 80% of the time, the, the kind of the thought process that leads to disaster is when you say, oh, Chris said I don't have to be perfect, so I'm going to have a cupcake. And now that I had one cupcake, I might as well have six. Right. That's where, you know, that's the thought process that gets you it. So you
0: put a lot of emphasis In the in the thinking, I uh, the expression I use all the time is the link is what you think, and you're emphasizing a lot of how people talk to themselves, what they think, what they're telling themselves as part of the transition to a new you. It sounds like that's where you start a lot of your work with people is in their thinking.
1: Big time, and at Prevention Magazine, I've kind of been drilling this into the editors' heads, and they have been super responsive, and they agree with me too that you know we have to help people change the way they think. There's seventy percent of the self-talk that people do, and we all talk to ourselves every day, is negative.
0: Mm-hmm. Can you
1: imagine if you talk to your friends the way you talk to yourself, you'd have no friends left,
0: right? <laughs>
1: you know, I ask, my clients, your- I ask
0: my clients. I my clients why do you talk to yourself? Why do you talk to your friends so nicely, but to yourself so miserably? You never, you're, you're saying the same thing in a sense. It's like, is if it's as if we all think events hurt us, but really we hurt ourselves much, much more by what we think about events.
1: Right. And it's, it's inbred in our culture, in the American culture to have the all or nothing attitude to go big or go home. If I'm teaching a high intensity interval class, I, you know, I might even say, go big, you know, let's do this. Let's finish big. I, I get that mentality for a lot of things. However, when it comes to everyday living, that whole, like all or nothing, one cupcake or 10, you know, I'm either going to love myself or absolutely hate myself. I'm either going to, you know. Do this or do that i'm going to try my diet for two weeks if it doesn't work screw it i'm just going to go back to my old lifestyle you know we tend to be such absolutes and that leads me to the life balance equation you know i do a lot of corporate speaking events and i tell people all the time for gosh sake, throw that life balance thing out the window. It is causing so much stress in people's lives. You are never back to perfectionism. You're never going to achieve life balance. Your, your life ebbs and flows. Just when I think I've got a handle on what's going on in my life, a curveball is thrown from a client, a job, a family member, a child of mine, you know, something. So if you just allow yourself to ebb and flow and realize that the balance will go with what's going on in your life, again, less stress, less anxiety.
0: You mentioned high-intensity interval training, and I've used your uh, high-intensity interval uh, DVD in a, in a Fox segment that I did not too long ago. And, and I want to I tell you about an interesting discussion I had. It, it goes back to what you're talking about in terms of the way people think. We call it high-intensity interval training. And I was doing an interview for uh, NBC Digital the other day, and she said, why are people afraid of this? Why are people turning away from this? And I said, because we don't call it low intensity interval training, meaning people think about the high intensity interval, but they don't focus on the fact that there's also a rest period. It's the the one exercise where you can actually almost half the time relax and get maximal results. So when people think about the diets or the nutrition plans or activity levels that you are presenting and you say, go big or go, you know, they focus on the harsh side of it, that all or nothing thing. What do you tell people to get rid of that? By the way, in psychology, all or nothing thinking is the hallmark of depression. I'm a failure or I'm a success. You know, so what do you tell people in Very your training? What do you tell people in your training programs to help them through that?
1: Well, first of all, people tend to in this busy world. I agree with you that they aren't focusing on the low intensity, but people like that word high intensity because they think, okay, if I go big, you know, if I go hard, I can go for a shorter period of time. I can fit it into my day. There, that's one, you know, group of people. The other group of people go, oh my gosh, high intensity? Are you kidding? I'm probably going to pass out on the floor, and they're going to have to call nine one one. I can't do that. So, again, finding that middle ground. I tell people high-intensity interval training, those two words, high-intensity means you're supposed to try hard. Back to, you know, effort will beat skill. Try hard. Now, trying hard for Susie is different than trying hard for Sally. It depends on your fitness level. It depends on your genetics. It depends on what you've been doing for the last six months. So I want you to try hard. I want you to go high in terms of your effort, but... Be careful and, and listen to your body. So that if your body's saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa," I got to tailor it back a little bit. This is too much for me. Then, then do that. You know that's and and work to rest ratio with intervals is also another really interesting concept. It, it really appeals to my personality. And everybody has to. You know, there are those people who love steady state they just love to drone out it's their mental you know therapy where they just run for 10 miles straight and they it's this nice even thing but for a, a large majority of people including myself I love the whole concept of work to rest worked to rest ratio I am not a go run 10 miles I love going 20 seconds tailoring it back going one minute tailoring it back it just keeps it interesting it reduces boredom it gives me the opportunity to go a little harder for that short period of time. And then, you know, tailor back for the rest side. So, you know, I tell people interpret the words high intensity, just like you would interpret the word natural. What in the world does natural mean? Right. Natural means something different to everybody. High intensity can mean something different to everybody too. You have to, you know, work within your own realm. And again, back to you don't have to be perfect. You can work towards it. I teach, I teach these high intensity interval classes, you know, at a large gym, I work at a large gym, Lifetime Fitness. So we have you know a large member base, but we'll we'll pull a hundred people into the gym, and I am talking all age groups, all shapes and sizes, females and males, and it's the camaraderie, it's the fun. We do the whole work to rest ratio. You've got athletes in there who are literally professional athletes down to you know I have one guy who comes, he's eighty years old, and I joke him all the time. I tell him you know Dick do not pass out today. (laughs) You need to really be, you know, take it easy, buddy. You are amazing at age 80. And he tells me, I love to come.
0: You have an 80-year-old client who's coming to your (laughs) high-intensity interval program. Let me ask you this question.
1: He takes it it carefully. I don't don't mean to say that every 80-year-old do that. But he says it's the energy that he loves. He likes the energy of the other people.
0: So for lots of people who are listening and are part of the ACE 28-Day Transformation Program, Are trying to create new habits. You've mentioned fun and enjoyment and high energy. How important is it to have fun? Is that okay? Am I supposed to be enjoying this?
1: Um, 99.9% is fun. Okay, maybe that's a little bit much, maybe 95. But You know, at first you might not enjoy it, meaning, you know, if you are overweight and out of shape, listen, it took you time to get there, right? So yeah, you may not enjoy a high intensity interval class the way someone else does. So you're going to have to go with that curve. And that's why I'm a big fan of the baby steps thing and just biting off a little bit, see how it feels and bite off a little bit more, but find what you like to do. Like for instance, if high intensity interval training. You hate it, then don't do it. If you hate to run, don't do it. But I always tell people, what do you like to do? Do you like to walk? Do you like to run? Do you like to swim? Do you like to dance? Do you like to play competitive sports in a group? Do you like to do weight training? There, there's no right way to get from point A to point B. And I want to remind newbies this all the time. Burning calories is a result of getting your heart rate up, right? It's heart exercise, cardiovascular exercise. You can get your heart rate up many different ways, jumping jacks. Running, walking, swimming, burpees, on an elliptical machine. I mean, there's so many ways to get from point A to point B. There's not one right way to get your heart rate up. So find what you like to do. Don't do what you hate to do because if you don't like to do it, it's not going to become a habit.
0: And habits are, uh, habits are more important than willpower, don't you think?
1: I do. I think, you know, habits... A lot of times I'll talk when I'm, when I'm doing small group like educational sessions, I'll talk about, okay, if, if you are a parent or if you've been even around kids, you know that you strive to teach habits in them at an early age, brushing their teeth every day, washing their face. Um, changing their underwear, for God's sake. You know, little kids. uh, (laughs) Seriously, like, you can't wear the same clothes every day. You need to change your clothes, and we we wash them. Um, Taking a shower. Like, those are all habits, and you will not give up on your kids. You are going to teach them that habit because you know that that will make their life better as they grow up. And once it is a habit, they'll just do it. Well, that really is the same for adults. You know, if you can make it into a habit... It will become like brushing your teeth where you don't feel right unless you do it.
0: And you, you don't know, do it from I willpower, talk- right? You're not, you, don't, you don't need, oh, i got to force myself to brush my teeth today. That's Your no. 80-year-old client uh, and your 30-year-old successful couple of clients and your 40, 50-year-olds, these are people who are coming to you and it's just part of their lifestyle. They've transitioned into that lifestyle that ACE is promoting in this 28-day program where we're saying you don't draw on your willpower to get you there unless at the beginning. Eventually, it becomes habit, it's ingrained, and you're having so much fun working out with Chris Freitag on her DVDs, wherever you may be, that you look forward to it. And so that's what it's about.
1: I, I you? completely agree. And I, you know, I do a lot of 28-day programs Um, myself. And I love this whole concept of what the ACE is doing because a month is a good enough time to start that habit. It's usually a month to two months, but a month is a really good time to kind of figure out, yeah, you know what, this is becoming a habit for me. But I have people set an intention from day one. What's your intention? You you know, you can't just say I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Well, okay. How are you going to get there? Let's, you know, what is it that you really want to change in your life? Is it more energy? Is it losing weight? Is it, feeling better on a daily basis? Is it sleeping better? Is it being in a better mood? Is it being more productive? Let's get those intentions down on paper, on a post-it note, somewhere where you look at it every day and then start chipping away at it slowly but surely, just like potty training for a kid. They don't potty train overnight, chip away at it. Slowly but surely.
0: But you know eventually they're going to get there. And unfortunately, we have eventually gotten to the time that I wasn't looking forward to, but we have to end this incredible discussion, Chris. It was great (laughs) having you on board today, and I know we'll do this again with you. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. You are the best. Uh, Chris, as you all know, nationally recognized health fitness expert. She's on TV. She has DVDs. She's got books. She teaches at Lifetime Fitness. You can catch her on the NBC affiliate in Minneapolis. You'll see her all the time in Prevention Magazine. She's a ACE certified personal trainer, uh, has served as chairman of the board of American Council on Exercise. And she's a real fitness industry thought leader. So thank you so much. And be sure to connect with Chris Freitag at com. Thanks so much, Chris. Look forward to chatting with you again. Thank you. And uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. As always, I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and continue your journey to health and fitness by visiting acefit.com. Com, where you can find everything you need to live your most fit and healthy life. You can explore thousands of healthy recipes, health and fitness videos and articles, uh, workout plans, health programs, creative ways you can get your family moving, and really expert insight on a wide range of topics. Join me next time on 15 Minutes to Wellness, which you can find at acefit.com fitcasts. I'm Dr. Michael Mantell, thanking you for being with us on 15 Minutes to Wellness.